Dan Dickow here on the WCC Weekly for the Gonzaga Nation Media Network. Another unbelievable week in the WCC. I, I know I keep saying that. It sounds like a broken record, but uh, lots of fireworks, lots of great performances, lots of down-to-the-wire uh, contests this past week. Um, figured instead of going standings and then results. Uh, I was just going to recap Thursday and recap Saturday really quick before we talk player of the week, my player of the week, the team of the week, and then standings and then games to look for this week that have significance. So uh, Thursday was a heck of a week or a heck of a night of games. Uh, Gonzaga got back on track against Santa Clara. Uh, Anton Watson was awesome. 18 points, a perfect six, excuse me, a perfect eight of eight from the field. Carlos Stewart um, gave the Broncos everything he could to kind of uh, challenge Gonzaga. But in the end, it was an 88-70 win for Gonzaga, um, which ended up uh, setting up a big-time showdown, which we'll talk about in a minute against St. Mary's. We'll talk more about that later this week uh, when Adam Morrison and I uh, get together on Gonzaga Nation SI. But uh, big win for Gonzaga on Thursday. They needed it to keep pace um, leading into Saturday's game against St. Mary's. But St. Mary's, they won a tough one at home against USF. Um, you know, it was a game where USF never gave in. Uh, they were in it till late. And then the experience and the moxie of, of St. Mary's was able to make the big plays down the stretch. BYU looks like they're back on track. They smacked LMU uh, to protect their home court. Um, you know, they lost to Gonzaga at home. At the in the final seconds, they lost at the buzzer to St. Mary's. Uh, LMU has been kind of fighting for that third place spot. BYU wants to get back um, to third place, which has pretty much been their home for the last couple of years in the league. Uh, you know, and it looked like they're getting back in that spot. But they protected home court, which was uh, which was big for them. Pacific uh, continues their surprising run in WCC play. Now they're tied for fifth um in the WCC yet they've got the worst net ranking uh in the league uh USD is even higher Pepperdine is even higher but Pacific's um net rankings in the 200s um so it shows you a little bit about you know they didn't play a very tough non-conference they struggled in non-conference but they played really well in the conference um Portland over USD 80-61 on Thursday. So um, a good slate of games on Thursday, but really it was kind of the main event leading up to Saturday um, where there was a lot of, of, of movement. Um, there was a lot of great games. BYU beat Pacific 81-68. So as I mentioned, um, you know, BYU has basically had a lock on third place the last few years in the league, and they've struggled um at times this year um but good week for them getting them back on track winning both uh santa clara bounced back after that loss to gonzaga by getting a good road win in san francisco 83 to 70 um you know it it usf's kind of the the, the team that's surprised me a little bit a tremendous non-conference including a good win um against uh, ranked at the time arizona state uh, they played a good non-conference schedule, but they just haven't been able to to close games out or or put together any type of consistency in league play. Uh, USD over LMU, 87-79. So that's the struggle right there for LMU. They show 
um, tons of progress. They show tons of growth, show tons of uh, uh, execution uh, in knocking off Gonzaga. And you're starting to talk about, hey, are they a legitimate third place type team? Um, and then they lose two this week. The one we mentioned uh, at BYU, which is a hard place to play at. Uh, and then they lose uh, to USD 87-79. So um, that has got to get righted for LMU. Uh, they got a good week coming up. And we'll actually touch on that because they're uh, focused uh, in two of my upcoming games to keep an eye on for this this week in the WCC. Um, maybe the craziest finish I've seen all year in the league, maybe in the country, uh, was the BYU, or it was, excuse me, was the Portland at Pepperdine game. Pepperdine won 94-93 in overtime. Uh, there was a foul call. Uh, excuse me, there was a, a scrum for a rebound uh, with under a second left to go. Uh, led to what looked like a jump ball. A Portland player kind of tried to wrestle the ball away after the jump ball was called. The officials, because it looked like there was contact made, um, with elbow above the neck area, officials called a technical foul. And so at this moment in time, um, with the technical foul, they for the Portland player, a technical foul also was assessed for the uh, Pepperdine player. So they both shot two free throws. Um, for the Portland player made one of two. The Pepperdine player made one of two. Um, so there's 0.6 seconds left on the clock. So it's a one point lead for the University of Portland. Um, but because of the technical foul, the ball goes back to Pepperdine and it goes back to Pepperdine on their baseline. Uh, so they have a baseline out of bounds with 0.6 seconds left with that 0.6 seconds left. Um, they run a, a nice, uh, baseline out of bounds play. A lot of times in this situation, most teams are going to switch. They'll keep their bigger player underneath um, so that they can protect the rim. Well, Pepperdine ran kind of a misdirection with two guys on the opposite side uh, running out towards the three-point line um, instead of setting a screen. And then Javon Porter had a size advantage over Tyler Robertson underneath the rim. They throw it up over the top, catching catching uh, and finish all in one motion uh, for a basket at the buzzer to end up winning. Um, the description is doesn't do it justice. You would have to watch the video and how this whole scenario played out. I thought it was a terrible call on the, um, uh, on the, on the double technical, uh, the fact that both teams had it. Uh, it was interesting to me how the ball was put on the baseline out of bounds um, for Pepperdine. Um, I would love clarification on the ruling as to why that was. Um, but at the end of the day, Pepperdine executed a great baseline out of bounds play and they were able to come out on top with a win for their first win in conference play. Uh, I've said this before, they've got talent. They just haven't been able to put hardly, well, not hardly, they haven't put been able to put any of it together. Um, so uh, for Pepperdine, that was great to see they get their first league win. Uh, but disappointing for Portland because they've started to play much better as of late. Uh, but the main event on Saturday, as everybody knows, St. Mary's hosting Gonzaga. And St. Mary's, uh, if you don't know by now, they came on top with a win in overtime, 78 to 70. Uh, if you don't know that that result by now, um, you know, you either 
haven't followed college basketball or you don't follow the WCC and Gonzaga at all. Uh, one of the, mo- the best played college basketball games I've seen all year, whether it's in person calling it or watching on TV, uh, watch it on TV. But Gonzaga looked great through most of the game, um, you know, and they even looked good in, in the stretches where St. Mary's came back. St. Mary's is just such a good team. You can't expect them to fold. You can't expect, uh, you know, with them being down, seven, eight points midway through the second half that, that they're going to give in. Uh, they're too good of a basketball team. Uh, they're going to keep fighting you on the defensive end, making things difficult at some point because they've got enough talent. Uh, they're going to find a way to score. Uh, and they found a way to score with Aiden Mahaney. Mahaney, the freshman uh, from right around the corner um, of St. Mary's College, he grew up right in that area. Uh, his high school is about three minutes away from St. Mary's campus. But um Struggled in the first half, but in the second half, he really got it going. And down the stretch, uh, he was best player on the floor that night. Um, he he had a hand in uh, in either scoring or getting assist on 19 of the last 21 points for St. Mary's. Um, he did bank in a three, which I'm sure some fans are going to say, hey, but he banked in a three. But you know what? He had the guts. He had the willingness to take big shots. He made big shots. He had a couple big-time finishes. Uh, where they're one-handed scoops, right hand. I think he had two with the left down the stretch. Uh, he had a tremendous uh, pass down low. To, I think it was Mitchell Saxon, who also had a good game of 18 points uh, when his penetration was cut off. Um, but what more can you say about him? For Gonzaga, they played well. But I think, you know, the fact is St. Mary's is a damn good basketball team. There's, there is no reason Gonzaga uh, – St. Mary should have been ranked 18 going into that game, and Gonzaga should have been 12. I think being ranked 12 to 15-ish was right for Gonzaga going in. I mean, I think, you know, all things said, I think Gonzaga will probably be ranked around the 18 to 20 mark uh, when when the new rankings come out on Monday. Uh, but St. Mary's, hopefully they start getting some of their, the credit from from the national voters. They watch uh, this, this Gonzaga game, and they start realizing how they – how they've been wrong with the the rankings and how they view St. Mary's. Cause I think St. Mary's is, is definitely at this moment in time, a, a top 12 ish top 10, maybe team, especially in a year where it's so wide open in college basketball. Um, you know, there is no clear cut. This team's going to the final four, you know, because you see this past week, uh, the amount of, ranked teams that lost once again the previous week there was an amazing amount of ranked teams that lost this week there was an amazing uh group of ranked teams that lost tennessee ranked number two um they squeak out uh, a win against auburn which they shouldn't have with a terrible non-call uh purdue ranked number one goes to indiana loses you know there's just so much uh parody in college basketball this year um that i i think st mary's has been overlooked um, people haven't really watched or look, looked closely at what they do and how they're doing it. Um, but I would hope for the WCC's sake that that they start getting a little bit more recognition because I think both them and Gonzaga are second weekend teams in the NCAA tournament. Um, so uh, for Gonzaga, you know, back to the drawing board as far as just uh, working on what they work, what, working on what has made them good over the last 20 some years focus on the high low taking care of the basketball finding uh pick and roll opportunities getting out in transition 
Um, you know, those are all the things that, that are focal points and those will continue to be focal points, but uh, hats off to St. Mary's. They've made it really hard on Gonzaga now um, to be able to extend their streak of 10 straight WCC titles uh, being two games back with um, four ga- four weeks left. They're going to need some help and they're going to need somebody to knock off LMU. And then it's going to set up the last regular season game of the year, February 25th at Gonzaga for uh, an absolutely uh, incredible game. I, I think that's going to happen. I think somebody's going to knock off St. Mary's and we're going to see a uh, title game uh, on February 25th, McCarthy Athletic Center. So my player of the week, that's easy, Aiden Mahaney. Um, I had said this a few weeks ago after I'd seen him in person when uh, I called a game, LMU at St. Mary's. He's the real deal. He's now starting to get a lot of people uh, nationally that are saying the same thing. But, uh, you know, he's a pretty dang good player. Um, Team of the week, I'm going to go with BYU. They won two games to to keep themselves in the conversation for third place. And remember, third and fourth are important because you get a bye uh, at the WCC tournament in vegas um the game the games that i'm looking forward to this week the upcoming games st mary's at lmu um i think this could be a game where i mentioned somebody's got to knock off uh st mary's i think it could be lmu lmu played them tough in moraga a few weeks back uh lmu's coming off a a disappointing week i'm sure stan johnson is going to have their attention and they're going to be ready to go and you've seen them play really well earlier this year. They beat Gonzaga in Spokane. Uh, so that's a game to keep an eye out. The other one would be for LMU to keep pace, trying to, to stay in third place um, would be their Saturday game at Santa Clara because Santa Clara uh, is coming on, on strong. They they got beat by Gonzaga, but then they beat a, a, a solid San Francisco team on the road. And then the last one to really keep an eye on is BYU at Gonzaga Saturday. BYU um, would love some retribution for that uh, final minutes loss to Gonzaga at home. Uh, so that would be a, a game to keep an eye out on as well Saturday. But again, here's the standing. St. Mary's at 10-0, Gonzaga 8-2, LMU and BYU 6-5, and BYU Pacific at 5-5. Five and five. The Pilots of Portland and USF, as well as the Toreros, 4-7, and seven, and Pepperdine sitting at 1-10. and 10. So a uh, few weeks left in the season. Uh, it's been an, an awesome uh, run so far in the WCC, and I don't expect anything to change. Uh, don't go anywhere for your Gonzaga content and coverage. Follow us, Gonzaga Nation SI. Like, subscribe, and review. Got lots of good stuff coming up this week. Adam Morrison and I will will talk about um, and the the St. Mary's game, what he saw from courtside, uh, some of the things that maybe could get looked at to be tweaked and or fixed, uh, and, and what the prospects look like for Gonzaga to climb back uh, and win another conference title. So appreciate you checking it out, and we will connect soon.